I invite you to have a seat. Today we continue in our sermon series that we've been on. This is part three of Acts of the Holy Spirit. And today I want to concentrate on living on mission. Last week we talked about the importance of community and how God works through community and the Holy Spirit uh, brings us together in a variety of different forms. And this week I want to I want to speak a little bit more personally into our lives and how the Spirit works through us to live on mission. And as we do that, there's a key verse, I think, in Acts 5, and it's this. We are witnesses of these things, and so is the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those who obey him. These things are Jesus, life, death, and resurrection. It's the connecting point with that John 1 passage. He was there in the beginning, and he continues to be there with us, just as he was with the disciples. And the Holy Spirit is working in the lives of the people who are connected to Jesus. But before we dive into the scripture and we, we dissect that just a little bit more, I want to I talk about a word that we use quite often, and, and we can have a lot of different meanings for us. And, and that's the word integrity, Right? So uh, I want to I scale back the meaning a little bit, and I know, I, I know this might not hit all of the points, but for this morning, I want to talk about integrity as in uh, someone who has heart and head knowledge that comes out in daily life, all right? Heart to head into daily life. Now, scanning the news over the last two years, we can see great examples of how people have not lived with integrity, right? I, I think of uh, Madoff. I, I think of Bill Cosby. I think of Tuli and Javidjan. I think of these people who were uh, on the top of their game or were getting to the top of their game. And then heart and head and daily life didn't match up, didn't match up. But in the same way, we can also think of people who it does, and it has. One of my favorite people to read about and to learn about, Mr. Rogers, right? Mother Teresa. And another one of my favorite people, Herbie Hancock. Uh, how many people know who Herbie Hancock is? A few people. Okay, Herbie Hancock is a trumpet player. He plays, uh, does jazz music in a lot of different genres, and especially fusion, jazz fusion. And he goes into inner city schools and he works with uh, the kids who are struggling and he creates a positive influence through music. And here's what uh, Herbie Hancock has to say about integrity. The strongest thing that any human being has going on in their own heart, as soon as you start veering away from that, the solidity that you need in order to be able to stand up for what you believe in and deliver what's really inside, it's just not going to be there. What a great way of saying uh, heart, head, living it out daily. If there's a disconnect, it's not going to be there. So what does this all have to do with our scripture for today? Well, 
in the scripture today, we see that Peter and the apostles are living it out. They're living with integrity. Heart, head, and daily life are all in sync. And it's all in sync around the foundation they have in Jesus. All in sync in these things, this life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. His love and his forgiveness and the hope they see in that. These apostles had a lot of people who were pressing in and wanting to get to know them more and learn more about who Jesus was because of what they were doing on a daily basis. For us, living on mission is a daily thing. We see this example through the apostles, but through other people in our own lives who have had heart and head and living it out daily connect into our lives. And as we press in, we get to know more. It's standing on a foundation of Jesus' love, his forgiveness, and knowing the hope that we have in him. It'd be really easy just to say those words and not live it out. If we rewind the story of Peter and the apostles back to the first part of chapter 5 in Acts, we see a couple who only gave it words and not living it out. They sold a field, just like we read in uh, Acts chapter 4 last week, where they had everything in common and people were selling fields and homes and giving to the needy. Here's a couple who has sold a, a piece of property and gave some of the money. But what they said was, we gave all of the money. They got caught in a lie because there's a disconnect between heart, head, and living it out. While their story doesn't end well, it ends in both of them dying one at a time. But as we see the apostles living this out, we see more and more people getting connected to them and more and more people getting connected to Jesus. And that's what this story of integrity is about. Not what not to do, but let's take a look at what they did. And there are going to be times where there is a disconnect, right? There are times in our lives where heart and head may not be living out, or our passion might be living out, but our head just isn't there. And there's different reasons for that. The trick is finding a way to get back to being able to live it out on a daily basis. Uh, One of the examples that I have comes from my own life in this. As I entered into the seminary a few years ago, um, I was told by someone who could speak into my life that it was going to be very hard because of the academics of seminary. I am not one that can sit with my head in a book for five hours and and that is bucket filling for me. I can go for about an hour and then I need to talk to people. I need to hear stories. I need to connect with people. And so this person, as they spoke into my life, said, you need a guidepost. You need something that will help you get back to center, get back to heart, head, living it out daily. And for me, that meant coming up with a mission statement, a personal mission statement. And this is mine yet today. Care enough for the people around me to listen to their stories 
in order to speak Jesus' love, forgiveness, and hope into your lives. My hope is that you've been able to see that over these last four years as I've been here. Other people find that it's a Bible verse that's their guidepost, and, and they're able just to, to live in and lean into like a confirmation verse. And we each have these things when uh, there's a disconnect that help us gain perspective and get back to a point where we can live with integrity. A lot of that is the Holy Spirit working in our lives. The Holy Spirit works in our lives, but he also works through our lives. And we see that in this story as well. As the apostles are living on mission, they're living out heart, head, daily life on a foundation of Jesus, it's making people mad. If we rewind the story before we get to the point where Gamaliel is here and talking to people, we see that the apostles are in the center square and they're preaching about Jesus. They're teaching about Jesus. They're sharing. And the Spirit's at work in the lives of the people who are hearing. So they get thrown in jail because people don't like it. They get, uh, the guards go to get them for their trial And lo and behold, they're not in prison. They're not where they were expected to be. Did they run away? Did they go and hide? Nope. They're right back in the center square, preaching and teaching about the foundation they have in Jesus, connecting people to him. And they get arrested again and brought to trial. And that's where this story takes place. As they speak, the people get madder. They want to put him to death. But there's one guy, one guy, one Pharisee, who's like, nope, there's more to this story. There's more to their story. And if we don't pay attention, it could be a lot of issues for us. Did you catch the end of his speech? The beginning is here. Men of Israel, consider carefully what you intend to do with these men. And he ends it with, because if what they're doing is from God, you're only going to be fighting God. Well, as we look at the Spirit working within the lives of the apostles and in the lives of this uh, gentleman, Gamaliel, we see that he is what we would consider a person of peace. A person of peace. And this is someone in our lives who does daily life with us. It could be someone that you run into on a regular basis at the store. It could be a server at a favorite restaurant. It could be someone that you're just connected to on on Facebook and Twitter, and you're connecting on a daily basis in a very unique way. And as you connect, they press in to know more because there's something different about you and what you do. That difference is that foundation that we have in Jesus. And then there's a joining together of doing life together, going grocery shopping, grabbing things uh, around town together. I was, I've been talking to people about this concept of a person of peace for a few weeks now as I've been thinking through this story and, and kind of grappling with it. And as I did that, one of the gentlemen said, I, 
I don't have anyone like that in my life. I, I don't know anyone. And then we talked a little bit more, and he said, well, you know what? My neighbor heard me making a racket in my kitchen the other day and stopped by to see what's going on. I'm putting in a new kitchen, so he, he offered to help me demo the kitchen. Oh, he's, he's, doing, he's joining you in daily life stuff. That's good. Yeah, you know, and then as we were demoing the kitchen, he began to open up about some of the hardships in his life. Oh, he's pressing in. He wants to know why you have a foundation and know more about that foundation. And it doesn't have to be a neighbor who doesn't know Jesus. It can be the person sitting right next to you. Oftentimes, when we have a hard time with a connection between heart and head and daily living, we need people who are living in integrity just to be guideposts for us. And and so a person of peace may be someone who knows who Jesus is, but needs some assurance and and some uh, time with someone who has a firm foundation so they can get that foundation back under them, secured and not shaky. For me, I think of four or three gentlemen. There was four of us total. From when I was a freshman in high school, we had just moved to Okinawa, Japan, and I went to school off base, and everyone in our youth group was from uh, the military high schools. And so I was kind of outcast in that. I was only the only white person in our high school as well, so it left me a little bit uh, weary and not knowing what to do. But these three gentlemen, our youth leader, an airman, and a a Navy corpsman, picked me up and said, hey, we've got you. They let me press into them and what they were doing and how they were living their lives and asked me to join them in a, a Bible study. And I could honestly say that without these three gentlemen, I wouldn't be here with you today. They had that much of an influence on me. It's not huge, extravagant things. It's seeing the people around you and, and, and inviting them to join you in your life, that you're living in integrity, and seeing the Spirit working through them. And as you do that, we see that people are being connected to Jesus. It happened in the first century, and we read that in the stories of the early church. At the end of almost every chapter we've read so far, we see a a statement like this. Day after day in the temple courts and from house to house, they never stopped teaching and proclaiming the good news that Jesus is the Messiah. You see, as we live with integrity, heart, head, daily life, and we see the Spirit working through us, we know that people are connected to Jesus, and that is an amazing thing. So what does that really look like in our lives? How can we, how can we get there? It's easy to talk about. It's a little more challenging to do. Well, the first thing is we can uh, be intentional. Learn who those people are in our lives that are pressing in, uh, that are joining us in our daily life that we may not be seeing. It it might be they're joining us, but we don't know it. 
So praying about who those people are in your life and being intentional. And then just being present for them. You know, oftentimes as people tell us their stories and we listen, really listen to their stories, we're able to speak. We're going to be able to speak Jesus into their lives through stories of love and forgiveness and hope that connects to them where they're at. And then it's living on mission. It's, it's continuing that heart, head, daily life, integrity, seeing the Spirit work, and then seeing how those people get connected to Jesus. It'd be really easy for me just to say, okay, now when you get home, think about the people in your life and uh, pray for them, be present with them, and, and live this out. Live out the foundation that you have in Jesus. But if you're like me, out of sight, out of mind, right? You just, I wouldn't take the time to think it through and be intentional. So thankfully, we have a clock here. And what I'd like to do now is I'd like you to spend 60 seconds, 60 seconds thinking about the people in your life and who might be a person of peace for you. In your bulletin, there's three lines, one, two, and three. I, I would be curious if after 60 seconds, at least one name doesn't pop to mind of someone who might be joining you in life and pressing in and wanting to know your story of how you're connected to Jesus. As you think about that person, I want you to just spend a few seconds in prayer for them and how you might be intentional in learning and listening to that person. And then thinking through, what does it look like for me to, to spend more time with them, to listen even more? So we're going to take 60 seconds. We're going to start that right now. hope is that through that 60 seconds of intentional thought and prayer, someone came to mind for you. I've got three people that are, are pressing in and joining me on a regular basis right now. I've got a, a friend from Sweetwater. I've got a teacher, and I've got a server from uh, a place that I frequent every week. And so um, how can you, how can you live on mission with these people who came to mind. And that brings us to the question of now what? Now what? Well, we know that if we stand on a firm foundation of Jesus' love, his forgiveness, and the hope we have in him, 
that he works within our lives through the Holy Spirit so that we can connect people to him. And that's done in very intentional ways. So my prayer is this, that over this next afternoon, into this next week, and into the next month, and into the summer, you find ways of connecting with the people who came to mind in a very intentional way. To be able to share Jesus' love and share your story of how you're connected into that love with them. So that we can see the Holy Spirit working through all of us. And more and more people get connected into Jesus. Amen.